What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Thursday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB, E-T-H-O-S, FantasyBB. Go and check us out. That's where we post all of our new podcasts, articles, different news and notes. Everything on the baseball side gets posted at EthosFantasyBB on Twitter. Go check out SportsEthos.com as well. If you guys have not, that's where you'll get all the rest of our content across all the major sports. We got wagering stuff. We got specific team coverage that's not related to fantasy. There's DFS. There is a hell of a lot of stuff going on, so make sure you guys are checking us out at SportsEthos.com. We're going to be doing a bit of a more brief show today. Uh, Very, very, very busy day for me, so I apologize there. But we are going to be getting to some news and notes that have come out today. We're going to start with kind of an interesting one here uh, regarding Edwin Diaz. Now, it's not so much you can do right now, but he is, according to Ken Rosenthal, aiming for a return at the end of the season. He said, in, in quotes, if everything keeps going how it's going, we've got a chance to pitch. The trainers and doctors will decide, but I feel great. Let's see what's coming for us. This is really good. I mean, there's no timetable for Edwin Diaz, but it's still very, very good news that he's progressing well from his injury. Now, I don't know that there's that much we can really do for it today from a fantasy point of view. If you have free IL slots, and God bless you if you got free IL slots at this point, then by all means, it doesn't hurt, right? I Usually the, the argument I'll make with IL spots is if they're sitting there open, then you no reason not to put anybody in there, let alone a guy in Edwin Diaz who we know the talent level is that of you know arguably the best reliever in baseball when he's on. He's the top two, three reliever in baseball at worst. I worry a little bit about the fact that David Robertson is doing so, so well right now and how, you know, how well he'll do over the course of the season is anybody's guess, but he's doing really, really well. If Edwin Diaz comes back at the end of the season, he would be a fantasy darling in the sense of people would want to add him, but in terms of the actual production we're going to get out of him, I'm not 100% sure what that would look like based on the fact that Robertson has been doing so well. Would Diaz be thrust back into the closer role at the end of the season? Could he secure you some last-second saves, whether it's roto or head-to-head, whatever it is? I think he could, but there is a rather substantial roadblock in his place. It's not like we're in the you know, the White Sox situation, where it's obviously a very different situation, but you know, they didn't really have much at the back end of their bullpen. Kendall Graveman doing an okay job, sure, but getting a guy in Liam Hendricks back, you know, it might not be immediate, but he's going to get the ninth inning back. Edwin Diaz, he would get the ninth inning back should he come back in time, but also if David Robertson is doing super, super well to close out the regular season, then this may be more of a playoff thing, and they don't want to alter the way that they're doing in the regular season. I'm, honestly, it's, it's a very tricky situation because Robertson has been exceptional. He's been a lot better than we could have ever hoped for. I know he was kind of a late-round flyer for a lot of people, but he's got a 148 ERA, a sub-1 whip. He's got 29 Ks in his 24 innings, 10 saves. He's got a couple of victories as well. He's done really, really, really well. So I think that he will dictate what will happen as well with Diaz once he comes back, if he is to come back at all. And I, I still do think that, you know, regardless of what ends up happening, Diaz is worth a stash. If you can afford it, he's worth a stash. But I also think we should keep our expectations in check of, you know, let's say he comes back, you know, mid-September, maybe he's able to give you a save or two. I, I don't know that it's going to be game-changing necessarily. Now, things happen. You know, Robertson could get hurt or whatever, and you, you never really know. Or maybe he just tails off, and then they get Diaz back, and he is a breath of fresh air into that bullpen. That's also a distinct possibility. At this point, I, I think if you have free space, it doesn't hurt to hold Diaz, but I wouldn't be holding him all year in the hopes of, this guy is going to save me the season, win me my league. 
I really don't think that that is going to be the case with him. I think that there could be some potential for that, but there's also a rather significant roadblock in the way. So if you need, if let's say you're one of the 15% of people who rosters him already, good for you. But if you do need that space throughout the season at any point, he would probably be the most likely cut. It obviously depends on who else you got on the IL, but I think we have to keep our expectations in check a little bit here for Edwin Diaz. As much as it's exciting, it's great news. I'm very happy for him if he's able to come back this season because it looked like it was going to be rather dire. If he's able to come back, it's great. But I just think the the fantasy relevance might be a little bit uh, squashed there because of David Robertson. Um, but let's move on. Let's talk about the next piece of news here. Alec Bohm, he's been placed on the 10-day IL with a left hamstring strain. It was retroactive to yesterday. It's not good. Uh, they've added Drew Ellis to the active roster to replace him. There's no, or to replace him on the roster. Uh, no fantasy relevance there. Now, Alec Bohm, the question becomes, do you hold him still? And I think that that is a close one, honestly. It, and it really, I mean, depending on your format, it might be an obvious yes hold. If you're in a 15-team league, then you're obviously holding Alec Bohm. Once you get into the shallower formats, I think it does become a little more questionable, specifically regarding your IL spots. If you have a bunch of free IL spots, then again, by all means, throw whoever you want in there. But if push comes to shove and you can't really afford to keep Alec Bohm, I don't know that what he's been doing this year is that exceptional. He's been pretty good. He's got six homers, batting 265. He's got a couple of steals. He's ranked pretty highly. If you're looking like Yahoo rankings, he's 168th overall for the season. Got first and third eligibility, which never hurts as well. But I don't know that the production is that good that you'd hold through an IL stint in a shallow, shallow format. Like a 12-team league, maybe. It really depends on how deep the teams are in those leagues, if it's middle infield or you know corner infield, five outfielder kind of situation, or if it's a more shallow setup, then that really would change the way that you look at it. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit torn here, but I think the the shallower the league skews with Alec Bohm, you can probably be okay to let him go. Of course, that's more so if you don't have IL spots or if you're playing in a league without IL to begin with. That's kind of where I would be at. If you have the IL spots, of course, throw him in there. He still has a lot of valuability in a deeper league, 15 team league or a deeper 12 team league. But I think in those shallow formats, he could have some inches. He could be an interesting guy, but I think for the most part, uh, I don't know that he's a 10 or a 12-teamer hold through an injury stint. But it's you know it might just be a 10-day you know uh, hamstring thing, which isn't that bad. Hamstrings can be a little bit tricky, so you never really know how long he's going to be out for. But I don't think that that's really the main thing. I think it's more about just eating that zero for the next week or so. And the fact that there's just so few teams that have open IL spots, you know, even with the Edwin Diaz thing, if you can hold them, it's nice. If you have unlimited IL, sure. <clears throat> Most of us are in a situation where we probably have one or two IL guys just riding our bench and taking zeros in that regard. So it's a tricky spot. I think shallower excuse, you can let Boehm go. The deeper the league goes, 14, 15 teams and deeper, then yes, uh, I would want to be uh, still holding on to Alec Boehm. Let's talk a little bit of Twinkies talk. Jorge Polanco is back in the lineup. He'll be batting leadoff tonight. And, you know, he is still somebody that I think is definitely worth holding on to. He's had a tough year in terms of the injuries. injuries. Uh, he missed some time at the beginning of the season. He came back for a couple weeks, and then he was off again with a hamstring injury. Now, he's somebody that is worth taking a look at, I think. Leading off for the Twins, they're not the greatest be-all, end-all offense. I don't know that they're really, you know, that they're they're pretty good. I mean, as a team overall, but offensively, they're like 13th in runs. They're 20th in on base percentage, 17th in slug. They're pretty good. They hit a lot of homers. They're eighth in homers. 
Uh, but regardless, batting at the top of that lineup for Jorge Polanco should be, and whether or not that sticks long-term, I'm not sure. <clears throat> but regardless, I think batting in the top third of that lineup, <clears throat> there should be a lot of fantasy viability, regardless of your format, considering second base eligibility. Second base sucks. We know this. Second base generally sucks if you're looking to move on from your second baseman. Polanco is only 51% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. He's still widely available. I would be taking a look if you do need some second base help. He's going to help you across maybe not all four or all five categories, but he's giving you like three and a half, kind of four categories worth of production. He's somebody that I would be taking a look at. He's probably undervalued on Yahoo at this point. Now, the corresponding move was Edward Julian gets sent back down to AAA. He hasn't been terribly impressive so far in 62 at-bats. He's got four homers, eight ribbies, batting 210. Send him back to the waiver wire regardless of how deep your league is, Edward Julian. As much as I would have wanted there to be you know, more hope from him, a uh, big fan of his, uh, just right now there's there's not really much going on. And when he's been at the big league level, like even if he gets recalled later on this season, I don't know that I'd be that interested based on what we've seen so far. The early returns have not been so great. He's been generally a top-of-the-order guy, but he really has not been producing, so I'd be pretty okay to say uh, to hell with Edward Julian in your redraft leagues at this point. Now, I do want to talk about one more thing here today, and that's Alec Manoa, just in general, about what to do with Alec Manoa. And it pains me to no end to say that Alec Manoa needs to be dropped in your leagues. And uh, maybe you want to hold on in deeper formats, because at that point, what the hell are you even dropping him for? You know, 15 and deeper, there's really not much. Like NFBC leagues, there's really not much going on on waiver wires, especially for pitchers. There's really not. I mean, you can stream the spot, but in those leagues, I probably still hold on. This is more for you guys in your 10s and 12-team leagues in your shallower formats. It kills me. It absolutely kills me, but he has been just brutal. And I don't think that we can really hold on through this long of a rough patch with Manoa. We're talking 12 starts now at this point. He's walking almost more batters than he is striking out. I know it's hard to believe through this many starts. Alec Manoa has 48 strikeouts this year, and he has 41 walks. Like, that's freaking horrific, man. Like, I, I there's no way to really to work around that. You look at his actual ERA, 546. The expected numbers are even worse. 598 on the XFIP, 627 on the FIP, 642 on the XERA, and his Sierra is currently sitting at 587. It's really not good. It's really not good for Alec Manoa. If you are in those shallower formats, 10s, 12s, and you can even argue in those deeper ones as well, you can let him go. Uh, the deeper ones, I would just say, like, who is it you're dropping him for? If you're dropping him for, like, Rich Hill or some nonsense in a 15-team league, then it's probably worth it to just hold on to Manoa and hope that he can turn it around. But, man, like it's been really, really tricky to justify holding him. I had so much confidence coming into the season. I think I had him ranked as like my 14th pitcher or something like that. And then after the first couple of rocky starts, it's like, okay, he needs to just you know get into the rhythm of things this year. But, man, it's it's been horrendous. I'm at the point where I'm willing, ready, ready, willing, and able, I should say, uh, to drop Alec Manoa at this point, uh, pretty much regardless of your league. Again, in those 15-team leagues, take a look and see who's available. There might be a great player who is available. A call-up comes up or whatever. For the most part, uh, Alec Manoa's season at this point looks to be in the tank. And I'm not worried long-term about his career. I think, you know, you see these these bad starts from guys early in their career. Uh, not even bad starts, like bad seasons, bad chunks of time. It can happen. And now it's very concerning after – you know, the first two seasons of him being just electric and dominant. But I think long-term, I'm not too, too worried uh, about the big dog at this point. But for this season, it's looking really rough. I would have no problem in dropping him. But guys, that's a quick one today. 
I appreciate you guys hanging out as usual. We'll try and get to a bit of a longer podcast tomorrow. If you want to reach out with any questions about anything you heard today or in general on the show or in my tweets, whatever, it's at JoeOrico99 and at EthosFantasyBB on the Twitter. And once again, check out SportsEthos.com if you have not done so already. There's free content. There is premium content. There are all kinds of different packages and different content that you guys can be checking out over there. But, guys, until tomorrow, hope you have a great night. Take care and cheers. Cheers.